position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, special friends. Welcome to episode number 40 of the Best Links Games podcast. This is being recorded on uh, 2015-0731, which is a Friday, um, uh, 12.57 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, non-domestic, gross domestic product adjusted time, and it's for broadcast, of course, on Saturday, which would be tomorrow, uh, considering that we've yet to break the laws of time and space, although we've broken everything else, uh, 2015-0801. and we're going to start off, even though I'll say, all I will say on this 40th episode of the Best Things Games podcast is, holy fuck, it's 40 episodes, and that's that. Okay, so now, on to our top story. Uh-huh. And there's only one top story for me this week, and that would be Middle Earth, Shadows of Mordor, has ostensibly, allegedly, etc., come to Linux um, via Steam, and... This is a top, this is our top story for the week. I found this out this morning. Um, only because that game, uh, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor was, uh, the last game I remember buying for the Xbox One, the X-Bone. Uh, and I, I want to say like six months ago, although as I get older, it's impossible to trust my, uh, 
sense of time. <laughs> um, I want to say it was like six months ago, so that makes this not that old. What's even cooler, though, is I think this marks a trend, as we'll see in our deals section, a trend of uh, titles that are adding in a kind of weird surprise attack, it looks like, um, adding Linux support due to SteamOS and a SteamOS push right now. Um, of course, you know, SteamOS is uh, Valve's, uh, you know, custom-built uh, Debian-based uh, complete operating system, uh, which is basically Steam in big picture mode. Um, but yeah, uh, th this is, this is, this is amazing because this is one of those games that I thought would never, uh, come to Linux. Uh, so, and we'll talk about, we'll talk a little more about the game itself, uh, later on in the show, um, in our deal section, etc. But yes, so, uh, Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor has come to Linux. The other, oh, this dovetails with another, item. Uh, another game that I saw I guess maybe three or four days ago. I want to say it was like three or four days ago. That looked really awesome but didn't have Linux support. It was called Sky Rogue. And this morning at around like, I don't know 9 o'clock this morning so like five hours ago, four hours ago, something like that. Um, I was looking up, you know, I was doing the 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 um, rundown for the show today and uh, I saw that Sky Rogue said that it was available for Linux when I searched for games that were available for Linux, but on its page, it did not say that it was available for Linux. I bought it anyway, and shockingly enough, it is available for Linux. And and when I had previously seen uh, Sky Rogue, when it just launched, well, anyway, it didn't it didn't have any mention of Linux. It didn't show up in any Linux based search results. So interesting things are afoot right now. Interesting things are afoot. I cannot. We'll, we'll have a. We'll get to more interesting things being afoot uh, later on in the show when we talk specifically in our feature about hardware problems and shut up phone. Um, we talk about hardware problems and Linux and Steam and ways around them. That's our feature this week. But first, let's just get straight to the new and noteworthy. First of all, first title of this week is. And has to be. Um, <laughs> now, I, the only reason why Middle Earth is not our first new and noteworthy, um, actually, it's not even in our new and noteworthy, is that I have yet to get it to actually run on either of my Linux systems because they both require driver updates, allegedly. But it does run, like the 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 the, the script for it or whatever from within Steam, actually tries to open it. So that's cool. But anyway, here's a game that does run. It's called Sky Rogue. Um, and Sky Rogue is, came out uh, July 30th, 2015. It looks like Star Fox. It's billed uh, as a whooshy, intense, procedurally generated fly-em-up. Blow things up over land, sea, and air on an infinite number of procedurally generated islands. Go toe-to-toe -to -toe with enemy aces or assault giant flying aircraft carriers. Watch out for volleys of missiles, because when you die, you're dead. Um, and it looks a lot like Star Fox, but you're in a jet, and it's procedurally generated. So uh, I was very excited that this actually came to Linux today. Um, and it's super fun, especially once you get your controller set up. 
right now, it's uh, available ten percent off through August sixth at eight dollars and ninety nine cents, and that is Sky Rogue, S K Y R O G U E. It has a very vector built, um, cell shaded like uh, Star Foxy quality. It controls great. It's super fun. Um, and it's not a review. I've only played it for like 10 minutes. I, I only got it this morning because, you know, you couldn't get it before this morning for Linux. And up next, uh, so th- that's Sky Rogue. Um, up next, we have Absolute Drift, which I have not played yet. Uh, here's all the developers have to say about this. If you watch the video, it'll give you a much better sense of what's going on here, but what we're seeing in the video is a little car that's basically hitting checkpoint cubes by uh, drifting, by actually, you know, uh, using the tires, but not necessarily around corners so much as towards these arbitrary things. And, and all they have to say, all the developers have to say is uh, Absolute Drift is a racing game about becoming a master of the art of drifting that they could do with some better ad copy there. Uh, but that's just my humble opinion. Um, it, it's a really cool top-down um, kind of hyper-clean looking uh, Micro Machines-esque uh, 3D game because you, you are able to jump your car and stuff. But anyway, the reviews so far have been very positive. It came out yesterday, or two days ago, July 29th. Um, now through August... Fifth, it's ten percent off. It's ten dollars and seventy nine cents, which is one of the reasons why I've yet to play it. So that's Absolute Drift, D R I F T, and that is a racing game. And now we have uh, an old, well, not old, but a uh, um, one of uh, <laughs> one of the games that like I got really excited about uh, a while ago, back when I was very much into. Uh, uh, Flight Sims, um, Bomb, Who Let the Dog Fight, uh, which is a World War II flight simulator, uh, more or less, kind of arcadey, much more arcadey than, uh, any of the competitors, like, um, War Thunder or, you know, etc., um, just came out. Although, actually, it says the release date is tomorrow now, and the reviews are now mixed. Um, uh, what they have to say about a bomb, uh, cool aircraft, big guns, dogfight thrill, single player, multiplayer, modding support, mustaches, and ladies, you'll like it. And I have played this game a little bit, and it is pretty exciting. It's an arcadey, you know, uh, arcadey take on World War II dark dogfights. I would much, I, I would, if you want re- realism, go to War Thunder, at least on Linux. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Bomb uh, now through August 5th is uh, 20% off at $11.99. Um, and it's it's beautiful. It's great. It's, you know, and it runs on Linux. So that is Bomb Who Let the Dog Fight. And I think this marks it being out of early release. Yeah, yeah. It came out of early access July 29th. Um, and this is their first, you know, real release. So to recap our new and noteworthy, we had Sky Rogue, which is like Star Fox, um, but it's procedurally generated. We had Absolute Drift, which is a top-down, 
racing game. It's not even a racing game so much as it is a drift simulator, um, which I have not played. And then we had Bomb Who Let the Dog Fight, which has got to be one of the worst. I mean, dog fight is all one word. I mean, it's one of the worst titles I've ever seen. Anyway, um, yeah, okay, so that brings us to our feature, uh, which this week is all about, oh my god, problems and configurations and controls and blah, 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 blah. So, we, we actually, we have two features. We have like a mini review of Victor Vran and we have this, this feature about, uh, configuring your hardware and stuff and, and just kind of a rant about that. So I have like 17 different joysticks that, uh, run on Linux and for the most part, they, if one doesn't work, then the other one works. And I generally, I've, over the last like two months, I've gotten to a place, a very happy place, a place that I really enjoyed where I didn't have to, um, worry about reconfiguring anything in order to play a specific game. And I didn't have to worry about really plugging in a different joystick to play a specific game unless the joystick actually, you know, is like, uh, you know, like a, a flight pedal or something like that. Um, well, I got Victor Vran this week. Uh, that's V-I-C-T-O-R, uh, space V-R-A-N. And Victor Vran, for some reason, did not like my, uh, Logitech F3, one, one, uh, F3, uh, 10, uh, gamepad, which I had configured perfectly, almost perfectly. It played Mark of the Ninja great. Not perfectly, but it played, you know, the games that I wanted to play, uh, you know, truly exceptionally. Like, for instance, Mercenary Kings, which I've been playing the fuck out of this week. And, um, but anyway, in Victor Vran, a key element of the, of the control scheme is that you press the left directional pad to, uh, to instantly imbibe your health potion. This did not work at all on my Logitech. And so we were off to the races again, once again. And this actually resulted in me fucking up my system, as anyone who has been, you know, doing this shit for long enough is completely familiar with. Oh, it's almost perfect, but it's not quite perfect enough for me, so let's break everything and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, two days later, I get everything set up, and I bought an Xbox 360 wired controller. Now, here are the things that I learned in terms of setting this up and reversing the damage that I had caused. In Linux Mint 17.1 Raphael or whatever the fuck, you do not need Xbox driver to play anything. You shouldn't need it. Unless, like, you have a crazy setup, it should work out of the box. So, if you're experiencing problems out of the box, like, you know, you should just plug in and pretty much work. Try a different game, see if that works. If that doesn't work, then there's this really cool web page that I found. Um, before we was, before you resort, here's what I'm trying to say. Before you resort to Xbox driver, that's a package name, by the way, available through Synaptic for, you know, like Ubuntu and, and Mint, um, which replaces the X-pad, uh, which is, ah, shut up me, which, which replaces X-pad, uh, which was like, I guess built into previous, uh, versions of the kernel. Um, blah, you do not need Xbox driver. You do not need to do sudo apt-get install Xbox DRV. Um, even worse though, do not be fooled into getting 
um, Ubuntu uh, hyphen Xbox DRV from uh, this guy's PPA. He created this forever ago. It does not work. It's not compatible with anything. It has not worked on a system that I have run in the last, I don't know. I want, I, I, you know, I'm trying not to like be mean because this guy's just trying to help. Um, and I, I, I've, I've been in that position too, but like it sucks. His, his, his thing sucks now. That, that would be Ubuntu, you know, X, Xbox driver. Do not get that. Do not follow any instructions that ask you to do that. If you're running Mint 17, Ubuntu Mate, I'm not so sure about, but here's, here's the deal. I uninstalled both of those guys, and it was a pain in the ass to figure out because one masks the other. Ubuntu Xbox driver masks Xbox driver. If you have one installed, it will install both, but one will be deactivated, and it's a motherfucker. It's a motherfucker to figure out. Anyway, I uninstalled, I purged both of those motherfuckers, Xbox driver and Ubuntu Xbox driver, and then I plugged in my... uh Rock Bottom is like 20 bucks at GameStop. Uh, Rock Candy Xbox 360 wire controller and bam, Victor Vran worked perfectly. Um, now, unfortunately, there are some games in my Steam library that don't actually support the Xbox 360 controller in any configuration. Now, on my F310, my Logitech F310, which is just a gamepad, it looks like the Xbox 360 controller, kind of. Um, what I have to do is I have to switch it to the, on the bottom, I have to switch it to the X mode. Um, and then I have to turn off the light on the front. And the only reason why I'm going through this is this is like one of the most popular controllers of the last five years. I mean, it's basically essentially the Gravis gamepad of this generation. Um, and for some of the older games that I have, like Mercenary Kings, which came out two or three years ago now, it does not recognize the Xbox 360 controller at all, even though other games do. Mark of the Ninja, by the way, with uh, this Xbox 360 controller, this wired Xbox 360 controller that cost me 20 bucks, this rock candy Xbox 360 controller, it plays perfectly. Like, the D-pad works, and both of the sticks work, and all of the buttons work. And that's what we're really going for, right? Well, anyway, in Mercenary Kings... I was shit out of luck. So what I had to do was get this other, get this, uh, intermediary, uh, software layer called, uh, Q to Joy. I, that's what I want to say. It was called Q to Joy. Whoa. Let's look it up. Make sure that we're, we're correct. Something like that. It's, uh, let's find out for reals. Hang on, bear with. I know Ivor is going insane over there in the booth. I know this is not the most exciting moment of the podcast that you've ever heard, but I want to make sure that you know about this because it's really, really cool when you come up against a game that just totally will not recognize your Xbox 360 gamepad. This won't fix that, but it will allow you to, after you uninstall like all the Xbox Drive stuff. Um, at least on Linux Mint, it will allow you to, uh, it will allow you to remap 
oh shit, I don't have it on this computer and the graphics card on my other computer is updating right now, so I can't look it up. But anyway, look it up, cue to joy, something like that. It's a package. I may have had to enable a PPA or something to get it, but that program is great because what it allows you to do is create profiles for all, for any games that actually have really good keyboard control and it sends your input from your controller um, as keyboard commands. Now to Victor Vran. In 30 seconds, Victor Vran is Diablo meets um, Devil May Cry meets... Uh, mm, I don't know, but it is a great, 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 super fun mind erasing. Like, it requires ze- almost zero synaptic activity. Um, it's an isometric uh, uh, shooter, demi-role-playing game. It's an item-based role-playing game, though, like, uh, combat-based, item-based, meaning, you know, ah, well, you have the sword of supreme excellence, and you have the lesser sword of supreme excellence, and you can sell these things and get, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the coolest thing is, and here's the big innovation, there are, like, four layers of gameplay that, not of gameplay, but there are four layers of strategy that go into, you know, your, what you actually end up fighting with in Victor Vran. One of them is terror cards, which are these cards that add persistently active abilities uh, to your character and can be combined in different uh, combinations and have a have a have a level have a a number of points like let's say you're level eleven like you can only equip ten terror card points and you let's say you only have three slots for terror cards so you know blah 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 uh, each terror card has a certain number of points that that it's worth so you can get like crazy effects from those some of them are passive like totally passive abilities like um oh, okay fine every every attack you do does 30% more damage um some of them are uh critical hit chance stuff okay so those are really cool those really help you to craft Victor Vran into something that feels more like a legitimate playing experience rather than just a, another Diablo-esque button masher although and I'm not a I'm not I'm not you know, ragging on Diablo-esque button mashers. Victor Vran is very much, it can be played in that mode. But then there's, then there are the weapons that you have. You can have two weapons at any time. And then there are demon powers, which are like super attacks. And each weapon has three different attack modes. So like, you can begin to see how this gets geometrically more complicated, um, and interesting and compelling and addictive. And I have to say, when you're playing it with an Xbox 360 controller, the controls are absolutely fucking silky smooth. It is fabulous in that regard. Um, it has an online uh, mode, which I have yet to explore because I only got it yesterday. I only got it really working yesterday with my new controller. And now that machine is borked as I'm trying to... But um bum ching here we go with <laughs> uh, uh, Mordor... Um, Mordor requires, I know, <laughs> anyone who's listening to this for more info on Victor Vran is gonna be pissed. But Victor Vran, great isometric, um, oh god damn it, why are these people messaging me? Uh, isometric, uh, you know, Diablo-esque meets Devil May Cry, with a light touch, but with greater depth of gameplay than I expected, and you definitely need to get an Xbox 360 wired controller to play it well, at least on Linux Mint, um, 17 Raphael or whatever. Uh, I highly recommend that. So, that brings us to Middle Earth. My problem with Middle Earth is Middle Earth uh, requires a... Okay, I need to... How do I fucking mute these people? God damn it. 
This is getting really irritating. I'm very sorry. It's very, very, very unprofessional for this to happen right now. Ivor has just shot himself in the... F- oh, God. Ivor killed himself again. Um, anyway, Middle-Earth uh, requires... Uh, if you have an NVIDIA card, uh, NVIDIA 352 um, drivers, and on the computer that I was trying to play it on, which is my... Uh, God damn it. Which is my uh, Asus Republic of Gamers uh, G something something something. It has a, 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 a GeForce uh, 670M uh, NVIDIA card in it. Um, I'm having some problems getting that to work. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, because we all love upgrading our graphics drivers in Mint, in anything Linux. It's always so much fun to convince a fucking Linux distribution to make this easier for us. You know, I mean, fuck. How hard would it be for them to fucking roll out an abstraction layer that sees, oh, well, you're trying to actually install the proprietary drivers that we, I mean, literally, that we will not let you apt get. You're actually trying to do them the hard way because you evidently want them for some reason. How hard is it for it to, like, just realize, oh, well, okay, you're using... And, in fact, Mint 17, Raphael or whatever, 17.1, Raphael, actually does recognize the fact that, like, I'm... For the first time ever that I'm trying to use alternative drivers, but doesn't recognize them as, you know, blah, blah, And any attempts to update them through a PPA just do not fucking work. Um, cause I need 3.5.2. And so I have nothing to say about Mordor other than it does actually launch, and it actually says... Oh, you know what? Your graphics are, might be fucked up and, you know, blah. Then it basically, it doesn't crash. It basically freezes after that if, if you continue. So that's incredible. So that brings us to everyone's favorite, the deals for this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, um, in, in summation, uh, Q2Joy something. I think it's called Q2Joy. That's, by the way, that's, uh, Q is in Qbert, two as in the number, uh, J-O-Y. Um, Something like that. Uh, look it up on the internet if you're having problems and you need to map keyboard commands as, you know, last-ditch replacement. You can save them as profiles for each game and then load them up um, behind the scenes for each game. So, And it works across platforms, you know, from what I understand. it work, It's not a Steam thing. This is just like a, you know, a Linux thing. It's It saved my life because I wasn't going to be able to play Mercenary Kings anymore. So that was cute to joy. Um, ditch Xbox drivers... Uh, Xbox drive, DRV packages if you're not having any problems with, you know, your joystick. Uh, ultimately, the final takeaway from all of this is that I have not been able to get my, uh, Logitech F310 running perfectly on any Linux-based platform where it recognizes all three of the, uh, directional surfaces. You know, the two, the two hat-like sticks and the D-pad. Can't do it. And Victor Vran, it's a little expensive for um, the game, but it is beautiful, hyper-addictive, and lots of fun, and I can't wait to try out multiplayer if I can ever get my laptop up and running again with these new graphics drivers. So, that brings us to everyone's favorite. Now, the deals. First off, and I'm completely not sure if we're going to have music this week because we're also running a little long, but it's our 40th episode. Anyway, first off, in terms of our deals... Right now, Steam has a huge sale uh, called the Steam OS Weekend Deal. Um, it includes tons of games. We're going to run through some of our favorites here. 
Starting with Middle Earth, which is 50% off, $24.99, now through August 3rd. Middle Earth. Shadows of Mordor. Can you fucking believe that? Um, then, an absolute favorite of mine, and we're still running our ARC server, ARC Survival Evolved is 20% off at $23.99, now through August 3rd. The Borderlands franchise, um, including the, specifically Borderlands pre-sequel is 67% off, $19.73. I'm not gonna buy that, but, you know, other people are into it, so, you know, I'm not gonna hear piss, I'm not here to piss on your parade. Um, Dying Light, which is a game I've, I've only spent 45 minutes with, but it's a fucking impressive game, is 33% off, and that game never goes on sale. It's $39.99 as opposed to 60 bucks. Um, that's Dying Light. Um, the Metro Last Light, Metro Redux games, which I can never tell which one is first and which one is second because they're all, because both of them are scary. Both of them are 80 bucks, 80% off at $4.99. Um, The Binding of Isaac, which is a game that a lot of people really liked, uh, I've never played it, is 50% off at $7. And I think 49 cents, 99 cents, whatever. Here's the number one takeaway I want you to have the two number one deal games that we have this week. One, Mark of the Ninja. That's right. Mark of the Ninja. One of my favorite side-scrolling platformers that I've ever played on Linux. Mark of the Ninja is 50% off at $7.49. And there's a reason why that game never goes on sale even though it's three years old. Because they can keep selling it forever because it will always be fucking Mark of the Ninja good. So yeah, I highly recommend that. And then Retro City Rampage, which is like a cross between River City Rampage, the old uh, 8-bit... Um, well, I guess it was originally in the arcade before it came to Nintendo. The Nintendo version I remember sucking. Anyway, it's a cross between River City Rampage and Grand Theft Auto. Retro City Rampage is 70% off at $2.49. So go pick that up. It, I only got to boot it up for a minute before I, I started struggling with, uh, these graphic, these graphics drivers issues, um, ostensibly to try to bring you, uh, tales of Middle Earth and Mordor. Um, for our 40th episode, but it just wasn't in the cards, folks. Um, I want to say, uh, profound thanks this week to, uh, Chris Fisher of the, uh, uh, Linux Unplugged show out there on Jupiter Broadcasting for having me for the, uh, Radio Control Room project. Um, our ARC server is still up and running, bitches. It's, it's a running, it's a moving, it's awesome. Uh, come join us. It's, uh, called ARCCraft, A-R-K-C-R-A-F-T. Um, to find out more about, oh yeah, uh, uh, to find out more about, um, Radio Control Room Project, which is why I was on Linux Unplugged, um, check out rcrproject.com, and Blue Wizard is still not on Amazon, but maybe in the next two weeks, maybe in the next two weeks, uh, depending on if I can ever get my laptop to run again, uh, 40 episodes, that's all I gotta say, I'm gonna go get drunk and fucking wrestle this motherfucking graphics problem to the ground all for you thanks for listening i'll be here next week this is squeaky sprite you can jump you can uh you can uh, message me on twitter at vegas writer or uh friend me on steam uh at squeaky sprite uh, i mean squeaky at vegas writer is twitter on steam i am squeaky sprite s-k-o-o-k-i-e-s-p-r-i-t-e and uh join uh best things games podcast and uh Tell your friends. Um, 
yeah, hopefully next week I will have Tales of Mordor and like maybe because like I've done this manual upgrade shit for this fucking for video drivers since Ubuntu fuck eight. I want to say eight. Maybe it was seven. Maybe it was eight. I can't remember. Where they introduced the Nouveau driver, which never fucking worked. And they started to make this big fucking distinction between, anyway. Um, so it's not my first time at the rodeo through this, but every time I have to do it, it is always a new and special dance. And it always fucking sucks. Cause there's so many moving parts, this new and special dance. Anyway, I just can't believe what's happening right now with the Steam OS sale. By the way, Bioshock Infinite, 75% off. I mean, th- this is crazy. It looks like all of these developers are jumping on to the Steam OS. Just by ver- I mean, this is crazy that, 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 that Shadows, Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor came out September 30th, 2014. So almost a year old. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Exciting times. Uh, catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For all great justice.